Okay. All right. So, we're in the midst of a few national crises. And, um, This evening, former President Obama had a um, a live YouTube stream where. Um, He and some others spoke about uh, new new ways of policing, um, and, and this is a discussion needs to be had in America. Um, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't condemn all officers or any, except for the three or four that murdered George Floyd. And the two crackers in Georgia that were playing cop and murdered Ahmaud Arbery. Um, I don't blame all officers for the sins of the few. But there's a, a big mistrust between the black community and police officers. Um, the black community just does not trust the police. Uh, and some in the white community don't either. Um. Uh, you know, I, I was watching, uh, I'm a big fan of this wrestling girl, Maria Manic. Um, I've followed her career since she was the East Coast Barbie doll. And uh, she's been wrestling since she was in high school or maybe dropped out of high school. Uh, but anyways, even she said, oh man, don't, don't ever call the police. Bad things happen when you call the police. That's never been my experience. Um, I, I've had the police to my house many, many times to help me. Uh, one time I thought somebody was breaking in because I heard a loud crashing noise. And we never did exactly figure out what the noise was, but um, it, there was nobody in the house. They searched my house from top to bottom. And, you know, nothing was, I mean, the crashing noise came from the basement. So they searched the basement, really, from top to bottom. Well, anyway. Um, so, I mean, I've had them here for medical emergencies for myself and for my family. Um, but um, I thought Barack Obama's live stream tonight would be would involve some type of call for peace in the community. And it, it didn't. And he's one of the, the leaders in the black community that I look to, um, along with Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, and Jesse Jackson Jr. Um, and... Martin Luther King III to step up at times like these 
and call for peace and and things like that and i don't see it happening um just an observation that i made um and i really you know i i you know donald trump has condemned these murders of these black men ahmaud arbery and of uh george floyd yet the media does not tell you that instead they you know the president did um, a photo op at a historic church in washington dc that was burned by looters and um, they made fun of his photo op and actually uh, hurt the president um, at a time that he was trying to show strength and during this, prior to this photo op, uh, he gave a speech talking about law and order. And of course, you know, Democrat governors and Democrat mayors are uh, thumbing their noses at his call for uh, the reestablishment of law and order. So, I guess if you want your city to burn, keep voting Democrat. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, if you voted the same way for 30, 40, 50 years and nothing's gotten better, but they promise you better and never deliver, what do you do? Uh, Donald Trump's achievements for the black community are ridiculously off the charts. He did, you know, prison reform that over... Uh, I wouldn't say overturned, but overrode the crime bill that Joe Biden supported. Uh, he's given money to historical black colleges uh, more than any president ever, and that's going to continue for 10 years uh, unless Joe Biden gets elected and changes that. He uh, put, you know, more government resources towards sickle cell anemia research, uh, which is, you know, a, a disease that affects the black community uh, dramatically more than any other community. He, you know, gave opportunity scholarships to young black kids so that if they're getting good grades in a, you know, substandard public school, they can go to a charter school and get an even better education. Uh, he, with Senators Tim Scott and Cory Booker, bipartisan, created Opportunity Zones, which helped lead to the lowest unemployment in the black community. So, I mean, you know, he's delivering on things that the Democrats promised uh, African-American folks for 50 years and never delivered. I mean, it's been more than 50 years. It's like 60 years since the Great Society. I mean, even <clears throat> in the 60s, Malcolm X criticized John F. Kennedy for not delivering on his civil rights promises until he needed uh, votes again <clears throat> around 1963. And really, it was Lyndon Baines Johnson who uh, went through with most of Kennedy's civil rights reforms. Kennedy didn't live long enough to 
put any of those things in place. Um, and, you know, John F. Kennedy voted against a Civil Rights Act in 1958 because he wanted to run for president in 1960 and he needed the Southern Cracker vote to win. Uh, George H.W. Bush voted for the 1964 civil rights legislation when he was in Congress and he knew it would be political suicide but it was the right thing and it caused him to lose his congressional seat. So who delivers and who gives you lip service? I'm just saying. Food for thought. Um, I have a few articles here uh, I wanted to go over that, that caught my eye while I was going through my news feed. Um, links in the description. Um, so, the Attorney General of Minnesota has taken over uh, the George Floyd case. Uh, now, the uh, charges that the district attorney brought on Officer Chauvin are still there. But now he, Chauvin is facing second-degree murder from the state attorney general. Uh, I've got an article here by NBC News. Uh, also, three more former Minneapolis police officers were charged Wednesday in the death of George Floyd, five days after charges were brought against a fourth officer who was seen on video kneeling on, George, on Floyd's neck. Three former officers, Tao, I'm still not sure how to pronounce this guy's name, either Tu or Tao, T-O-U. His last name is Thao. I, can, I know enough Chinese to get that out. Thao. Uh, Thomas Lane and J. Alexander Kong, K-U-E-N-G, um, were charged with aiding and abetting murder according to criminal complaints filed by the state of Minnesota. The murder charge against the fourth officer, Derek Chauvin, was elevated to second degree murder from third so, uh, Chauvin, who's held, who held his knee on Floyd's neck for more than eight minutes while detaining him on May 25th, was, was initially charged Friday with manslaughter by Henpen County prosecutor. He still faces both third-degree and man charge, manslaughter charges as well, according to an amended complaint. All four officers were fired. Who cares? Um, attorney for Kong said in a statement that the former officer turned himself in at 1.35 p.m. local time. The two other officers were in the process of being placed in custody, officials said. All four men faced ma a maximum sentence of 40 years in prison, according to criminal complaints. Minnesota Fraternal Order of Police did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Uh, 
on the elevated murder charge against Chauvin or charges filed against the other three officers Wednesday. It is not immediately clear if Lane and Thau retained lawyers. I'm going to guess that they did. Or they're looking for lawyers. They, <coughs> they definitely don't have a lot of money. Um, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison asked the community for continued patience on Wednesday. Finally, somebody calling for peace. Uh, patience on Wednesday as his team of prosecutors investigate the case, noting that the prosecution of officers for such a charge is a difficult task. Uh, that's something we have to keep in mind in this case. I feel, and you out there probably feel, these officers are 100% guilty. And we have video footage to back that up. Um, you know, um, I saw, I've seen, I've repeated this over and over again, but those of you that are watching the first time, um, I saw, you know, Officer Kong, one that's spelled K-U-E-N-G, uh, pull, um, pull George Floyd out of his SUV. Uh, you know, Floyd, you know, keeps turning around, kind of trying to talk to the officer, but he's in handcuffs. They make him sit on the ground, um, and then they walk him across the street to the police SUV. At no point in any of this is uh, Floyd resisting. The body cam footage that's been released to the public is shit. It's highly um, edited. Um, a lot of you know people are blacked out, which that's that could be for their own safety and you know perfectly legal reasons. But I, I want to see the video body cam footage from Chauvin, from Thau, from uh, oh hell, who's the other one? Um, Kong. Look for all these names again. Oh, and Thomas Lane. I want to see their body cam footage. There is an angle that shows them trying to put Floyd into the back of the police cruiser, and he does you know, get away from them for like a split second where, I mean, he's in cuffs. He's not going far, but he runs around to the other side of the SUV. There, the SUV is parked, you know, almost parallel to the street. And he gets from, you know, the side they're trying to put him in on to the other side where, of course, you see them laying on him and the officer kneeling on his neck. There was an officer on his neck, there was an officer on his back, and one on his legs. And two autopsies have said that, you know, there, there was blood supply cut off to his brain, but because of uh, the artery where the officer was kneeling. The other four 
or other three, had an obligation to stop what was going on and say, okay, this is enough. Let's try putting him in the police car again. You see the man go totally limp. You see him die. Now, it was said initially he died at the hospital. That's not true. The paramedics and everyone uh, said, uh, you know, in the days after, that he was dead on the scene. They tried to revive him in the ambulance. They tried to revive Floyd at the hospital. The reason I think you get the report that he died at the hospital is because they tried to revive him in the hospital and he was pronounced dead in the hospital. He was not pronounced dead on arrival. So that could be some of that reason why we, at first we heard he died at the hospital, but he didn't. It's been proven. If you watched that video, you watched a man die. Okay. So more charges are coming. Will this calm the violence in the streets? No. And I'll tell you why. It, it's now on a factual level that there are paid instigators uh, and people out there inciting these riots. You know, mysterious stacks of bricks showing up at uh, sites of protest and being passed out uh, by Antifa members. Um and so on and so forth. Also, you see um, they plant, they've been planting uh, Molotov cocktails uh, so that when all hell starts breaking loose, you know, somebody can pass those out. Uh, you know, people can grab them, whatever, however, whatever. It, it, there, there are weapons being planted in Columbus, Ohio, a bus load of baseball bats, bricks, uh, incendiary devices was stopped on its way to the riot. Okay, so we know now that there are people inciting these riots, paid instigators. Uh, and uh, if you look up Tim Cast, T I M space C A S T. Tim Poole, P-O-O-L-E, has a really good breakdowns of this also on YouTube. Um, but th this is what's going on. This is why we're having riots, not protests. Um, you know, the, the news, the fake news media keeps referring to the, these as protests. So that now that President Trump has said he's going to send in the military, they can say President Trump is sending the military in to stop protests when really these are riots. Okay? Ask anyone that's there. These are riots. So, <clears throat> uh, moving on to the other crises, crises, crisis, uh, the virus that's going around. Um, ABC News is reporting that the United States should have 100 million vaccine doses by the end of the year, according to the 
liberal media's beloved Dr. Fauci. So this isn't Donald Trump telling you to... This isn't Donald Trump not telling you to shoot up and drink Clorox. This is the doctor that the media adores saying that we'll have 100 million vaccine doses by the end of the year. Uh, of course, they start out with bad news. The pandemic of novel virus that has now killed more than 380,000 people worldwide. Go down, go down, go down. Um, 6.3 million people across the globe have been diagnosed. The disease... Okay, we know all this. Why are you repeating stuff we already know? Uh, <coughs> get to the part about the vaccines. The U.S. should have 100 million vaccine doses by the end of the year, Fauci says. The U.N. reports first the first corona virus death of a of Rohanian Rohanya refugee Oklahoma state linebacker test pot why okay well good news we're going to have 100 million doses of a vaccine by year's end that's that's real good that's good news um a Dutch study shows that children are not big spreaders of the virus. Amsterdam, June 3rd. A study by the Netherlands National, Health, National Institute of Health published on Wednesday concluded that children under the age of 12 play little role in transmitting the new virus. Well, that's good. Kids are little germ factories. You send your kid off to school, and other kids at school have the flu or a cold. They come home, and next thing you know, your whole house has the flu or the cold. Uh, the study in the country's leading medical journal, Netherlands, uh, Tijschrift. Oh my God, I can't pronounce this guy's name. Tijschrift Voor. Jenny Skinned, I butchered that name, followed the progress of the disease in 54 families, including 227 people in all. Studies in other countries have previously found that children are less often infected by the virus, and once infected, often less uh, become seriously ill. <coughs> Yes, children can become infected, by trans but transmission takes place primarily between adults of similar age, which is like over the age of 80, and from adults to children, the study said. Well, this is good news. Um, we're about three months away from... Three months away from the time for kids to go back to school in the United States. So, the fact that it's not really well transmitted or badly transmitted, however you want to look at it, between children 
is a, a really good thing. I mean, you know, we do want to protect kids. We want to protect everybody. But the big fear when they closed schools down was that <clears throat> kids were going to bring the, the disease home to mom and dad or grandma and grandpa and things like that. That's why schools were closed so quickly uh, when this pandemic first uh, broke out. Um, <clears throat> one of the people behind those closing of schools here in Ohio is uh, Dr. Amy Acton. And I got into this article because a friend of mine who's very anti Dr. Acton and anti-Governor DeWine posted it to his Facebook. But upon further review, uh, okay, this, this is a tough call if I want to cover this or not, but I'm going to. It's... It's, an, it's a hit piece by Operation Rescue, and they're an anti-abortion organization, okay? Um, the title is, Ohio Health Director's Mother Comes Forward to Set the Record Straight About Daughter's Troubled Past. Um, <clears throat> now... Dr. Acton has talked about, and this is in this article, she has been on record talking about uh, being homeless at points during her childhood, at times not having enough food, um, abuse by stepfathers, uh, and things like that. Now, the mother goes on in this article and, you know, verifies those things, but... <clears throat> Uh, Dr. Acton, I guess, says that this happened between the ages of 9 and 12, uh, apparently in previous uh, interviews. The mother says that this happened more like when she was, when Dr. Acton was three years old and mom was pregnant with uh, Dr. Acton's little brother. And the mom describes herself as protecting her kids from this abusive second husband of hers and uh, even went to the point where mom talked about how she went to a bar uh, and slugged the creep for uh, abusing her in front of Amy. So uh, I think it's no doubt Dr. Acton had a troubled past. Something that this person points out. Um, let's go down here. That's not what I wanted to do. So, let's read a little into this. The article starts out uh, by, it's by Cheryl Sullinger, who works for this uh, Operation Rescue. It says, a Operation Rescue Special Investigative Report. Dun, dun, dun. 
Columbus, Ohio. She's been called heroic, the savior of Ohio, inspirational. One four-year-old child even dressed up like her for Superhero Day, talking about Dr. Acton. But Operation Rescue has uncovered new information about the Ohio Department of Health Executive Director Amy Acton that casts doubt not only on her alleged meteoric rise from poverty and abuse, but also her fitness to serve. Troubling documentation concerning her past mental state has now come to light. When she filed for her medical license, uh, she checked off the box that it asks, have you ever suffered from Uh, mental health issues, drug addiction, or alcoholism. Let's, Let's read this. So she checked yes, and there's a scan, of like a PDF scan of the che- the actual check mark that she made. Ooh, and the number 15, it's the 15th question on the application. The number 15 is circled. Uh-oh. It says, question number 15 says, have you ever been treated by, treated but not hospitalized? for emotional or mental illness, drug addiction or abuse, or an alcohol problem? If yes, you must have your treating physician physicians submit a letter directly to the board on your behalf, summarizing dates of treatment, etc. It says an attempt to obtain the treating physician's letter related to Acton's mental illness and or addiction treatment was denied by the Ohio Department of Health while under Acton's control. It, I don't, uh, okay. So Troy, New, this is Troy Newman of the um, o- Operation Rescue speaking. I don't know what her issue, what her issues, what issues Acton had. Let me read that again. I don't know what issue, what her issues, He. this isn't even a good sentence, dude. I don't know what her issues Acton had, but I do know someone with that kind of background should be subject to rigorous scrutiny when it comes to holding a powerful position like director of the ODH, Troy Newman said. We know that relapses are common in those with histories of mental illness and addiction, especially when someone is subjected to stress, the stresses of the job like Acton's, which impacts everyone in the state. That and other information leads me to believe she is not fit for her current position. Well, there's nothing showing right now <clears throat> that Dr. Acton is acting erratically, is not acting with, you know, a, a sound mind, 
or that she's showing any signs of, you know, drug addiction. Not from what I've seen at uh, press conferences and things, anyways. Uh, and she's done many, many interviews, and she seems quite mentally stable. Um, it goes on, you know, this is what the article was supposed to be about. Uh, it says, Acton, the subtitle is, Acton's Estranged Mother. Uh, perhaps the most revealing information came in the way of a phone conversation between Operation Rescue and Acton's estranged mother, Donna Arthur, who initially reached out to share her own concerns about her daughter. Um, Acton has repeatedly told the story that she was neglected as a child, moved 18 times in her first 12 years of her life, uh, was homeless and living in a tent over one winter, and often did not have food to eat. Acton alleges her mother was a loose woman who had a cast of characters of men in her life, one of which became her stepfather who abused her when she was between the ages of 9 and 12. Uh, Acton also alleges criminal charges were filed against both her mother and her husband who skipped town and have not been heard have not been heard from since. Acton and her younger brother were placed in full custody of her biological father. During those years, she claims her life stabilized. Money was always tight, but they were safe and there was food. One news report, one news story reported. Donna Arthur tells a different story, one Amy was likely never completely heard. Audio clips from her interview are embedded in the narrative below. And that shows a picture of Donna Arthur, Amy Acton's mother. <clears throat> you know, this is um, a hit piece revolving around the fact that Dr. Acton is a uh, pro-abortionist. And that she has allowed abortion clinics to stay open, saying that it is an, a necessary procedure, while other doctor's offices, such as dentists, uh, have remained closed until recently, a couple weeks ago. So, th this is just an abortion, an anti-abortion group, which I would probably support if they didn't come across as such jerks. Uh, I'm pro-life myself, but this is a hit piece to discredit Dr. Acton. Um, now, I don't agree with the most recent 30-day extension of the uh, social distancing order, and I personally, over the weekend, tried to go to a couple of restaurants and... One said it was open for sit-down dining, but the sit-down dining was on their outdoor patio. So when you walked into the restaurant and uh, you walk up to the hostess or greeters station, um, you see in the restaurant all of the 
chairs because they have like tables and booths the chairs are all sitting on top of the booths and on top of the booth tables uh, there's nowhere to sit down inside i was told well you know there's no room outside right now but you can wait till somebody gets up and leaves and i'm like you know i didn't say i was in a hurry but i was in a hurry i was like I i'm not gonna wait and, you know, they, they apologize. I'm like, I know it's not your fault and all this. But, you know, I look across the street at, like, the fast food joints. And they have people at their drive-up windows, yeah. But they don't have people in the parking lot. And I'm like, oh, crap. Everything, not everything is completely open. So, I go to a second restaurant. Oh, we're not open for dine-in service either. It's like, oh, you're advertising your specials on Facebook, but you're not telling people they can't come in and sit down and eat, you know? So that that was kind of, you know, messed up me and my mother's plans for our traditional Sunday uh, afternoon dinner that we go, well, we had gone to every week for years until... You know, they shut down all the restaurants in the state of Ohio. But, you know, Dr. Acton, Governor DeWine have acted on old research. Uh, you know, Dr. Ferguson from the UK has had to totally recant his model of how severe this virus was going to spread and everything. So everything we thought we knew in March, which was a very muddy picture, very muddy waters. Yeah, the stuff that closed down and, and things that happened in March were justifiable. But by like mid-April, when the pandemic was supposed to be at its peak, and Dr. Acton said that, you know, models from the Cleveland Clinic and these other places say that, we're going to have 10,000 new cases a day, and we're looking for uh, sites to set up secondary emergency hospitals because hospitals are going to be overrun. None of that came ever came close. We never came close to that. Okay, I mean, not we haven't even hit, I don't even know if we've hit 10,000 total cases in Ohio, let alone 10,000 a day, right? But, you know, by May 1st, it was like, it's over. Um, everything you said was going to be horrific in the month of April, according to expert modeling, was false. But, the you know, places, you know, some states are still locked down. You know, businesses are still closed. The state of Ohio, the state itself, is facing a 3 billion dollar deficit and they extend the social distancing orders for you know uh, well for everything <clears throat> 30 more days you know and yeah there's still new cases there are gonna be new cases of this forever this virus is never going away now the dreaded second round um you know doctors are finding that you know the newer cases of this virus I've read aren't so bad or the the new uh, 
incarnation of the virus, if you will, is not so bad. It's not as bad as the original. Um, so it's like things just are not as bad as they thought. In fact, you know, the big cry out for respirators, a lot of people that were put on ventilators, the, the machine that does your breathing for you, those were the people that died. People that were put on BiPAP and CPAP machines lived through it because a CPAP or a BiPAP helps your lungs. It doesn't do the breathing for you. So your lungs can get stronger as the virus is being fought with uh, zinc, hydroxychloroquine, and azithromycin. And repeated studies have showed that that combination works. It's effective. You have to take all three, but it, it works. Now, there's hydroxychloroquine and then there's chloroquine. Chloroquine does not work. Hydroxychloroquine works. Along with it, it has to be with azithromycin and zinc, but it works. Um, so we're seeing this, you know, information that the doctors had at first is wrong. And there have been some articles I've covered in past videos where Dr. Acton and Governor DeWine did not give the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth to, uh, the people of Ohio in their press conferences. However, we still in, you know, February, March, didn't know this. So they were, they were precautious. Uh, this organization here, what there's a link in the description to this article. It's an anti-abortion group. For those of you on the podcast, it's, um, What's the name of Operation Rescue. Sorry, I said that with a cigar in my mouth. Operation Rescue. I got off on a tangent and forgot the name of the bunch. Um, you can Google them. They're operationrescue.org, operationrescue.org. And you can see what they're all about. But... Again, I don't see where any thing in this article takes away from Dr. Acton's credibility. Unless you're the kind of wacko that would, well, I'm not going to go there. Unless you're uh, pro-life, which I am, but... Just because Dr. Acton is pro-abortion doesn't mean she doesn't know what she's talking about with this virus. Um, we have good news about vaccines from Dr. Fauci. It's not clear as to whether or not mitigation really helped. Sweden and other countries did things differently based on the same science that... The United States went by and Sweden's doing well. Uh, we've learned from a Norwegian study that the virus does not 
spread easily amongst children so the kids can go back to their lives in the fall. Uh, they had an extended summer vacation this year, but they can go back to their high school sports and things come this fall. Um, what else did we learn today? I have no idea. Um, but anyways, so that's the video summed up the podcast and, um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. God bless you all and have a very, very good day. And remember to pray for one another. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you very much.